Hello, Annie Trenders, and welcome back to your somewhat regular scheduled programming here on the Anime Trending Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Quok, here with just three people in total. Uh, let's start with Medi. Ah, I am Medi. Hello. Yes. And I'm Nico, and I kind of feel almost like an absence of, of presence for no Gracie and no James, but... Uh... I know, right? <laughs> it's it's going to be a, a noticeably quieter evening. I'm going to have to pull a little little weight yeah so yes. last week we did the mugen train episode i think um mm-hmm. and so now true to character james can't be on the podcast tonight because he is on a train as we speak train. Yes. <laughs> as we speak i hope that train is not possessed <laughs> yes i hope so too don't worry um they'll be protected by the hashiras and I forgot what they're called. Are they? They're not Survey Corps. That's from Attack on Titan. What are they called? Uh, Demon Slayer. Demon Corp. Slayer. Corp. Like that's literally. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Hold on. Demon Slayer Corp. I need. Okay. Sure. I need. A, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. You're right. It is called the Demon Slayer Corps. All right. Very good. Um. Anyways, uh, that was fun. Yeah. We had Demon Slayer podcast. If you had not listened to that, do check it out. Um. The the obviously for a lot of people worldwide. I know we have a lot of fans worldwide. Um. I'm sure you guys probably have seen it in your respective countries. The United States a little bit behind, but thankfully uh, things are getting kind of normal. So theaters were able to reopen. So a lot of people got to watch the show. And I believe it grossed almost $40 million so far to date in the United States, which is pretty impressive. $40 million US dollars. So that's really good. Um, last night I decided to check how much Fate Stay Night Heaven's Field Part 2 and 3 made. And both alone in total made like 20 to 30, 20-ish million dollars worldwide. So for Demon Slayer to have double that it, for US alone is quite impressive. Um, nonetheless, uh, just doing a small podcast episode. It might be shorter than usual. Um, so what we're going to do is get some updates on what's going on in anime trending. Obviously, if you've been following our Twitter account, which you totally should, at any trends or look up anime trending, we are now doing Twitter spaces periodically. And it's towards the evening in the United States time, morning in Asia. Uh, we're still trying to decide how to do it. We're looking to do like a mix um, weekly thing where we get to tell everyone to watch an anime and then we do it like a almost like a book club where you discuss what happened in that episode. So we're trying to decide what anime we want to do. Obviously, Odd Taxi was mentioned and there's an airplane over my head, so I apologize. It is really loud. <laughs> I'm not gonna pick, it is actually call, picking but... up on my audio. Yeah, it, uh, it's okay. picking up very tiny in the audacity. Um, God, I'm getting hit by all the transportation. We talk about trains and now and airplanes over my house. Um, anyways, we are doing some Twitter spaces, which is a really cool feature. It allows you to pretty much listen to us live. And I think one of the things we want to do is definitely some live podcasts, which would be really awesome. And the nice thing is we actually can allow people to join in and speak. So if you're tuning in, we can definitely hear some of your questions, comments, or maybe just some thoughts. So I think that's one thing we're looking to do soon. So do stay tuned to that. That'll be the live version of some of our um, podcast style things we're hoping to do. Um, but speaking of anime, um, we're going to do some recaps on some animes that we've all been watching. I know I started Odd Taxi. We're not going to do too much Odd Taxi because James loves Odd Taxi. But Medi, you've been watching it. I don't think, Nico, you are not. You haven't watched it. I... It's funny, my excuse right now was I was so preoccupied with some of the Netflix work that mm. I, ha- I did not have enough time to talk about a lot of text. I'll, t- I'll talk about my bits 
in a sec, but oh yeah, we should get into that. But yeah, James Medi convinced me to watch Odd Taxi, and I'm caught up. And man, that that show is that show is something else. I feel like that's a show you you can't recommend to a uh like off the bat anime fan like i feel like this it's, is one that it's too big brain too cultured for the yeah. average <laughs> anime enjoyer <laughs> i feel like a bit like it's it's not what you expected for me so the funny thing is i watched it with a friend group and we were expecting like comfy following you know japanese taxis because if you've ever been to japan the taxis are incredible like, they have the doors that automatically open for you, as you see in the anime. So we're expecting, like, oh, we're just following a taxi driver, drive random people, and then random people share their stories or whatever, and then that's it. But little did we realize it turned into this full-blown mystery, multiple story levels, lots of relatable moments because there's a character that does gotchas, and, you know, it, it hurts you a little bit. And... Overall, some fantastic voice acting. I know Medi and I have been over the moon about the cast. Oh yeah, just the the writing is stellar. Like, oh yeah, partially in the dialogue, of course. Like I've already noted on a few occasions, there's been some hilariously specific wordplay and puns as far as mm-hmm. the Japanese mm-hmm. language goes, and it's it's almost a little upsetting that some of that doesn't translate to subtitles perfectly but um i don't just mean writing in dialogue but also in you know the the plot everything happening it's rather than different little vignettes like quack was going to expect and i also thought i might expect going in of you know individual disconnected little stories it's everything connecting you know in this this web it's like you're kind of solving a mystery. I feel like anybody who enjoys listening to crime podcasts or watching that kind of television. Oh, yeah. Like have a, BuzzFeed Unsolved or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like you would have a great time watching this yeah. and like taking notes of every little thing you observe. Like no no character, no no minute of screen time is wasted. Every character introduced like yes. is going to matter more than you expect. And it's it's just brilliant. You took the words out of my mouth. Exactly what I was going to say. Every scene has a purpose. You feel When you watch the first episode, you're like, okay, that's weird, whatever. But then as you watch from episodes, you realize, holy shoot, that thing that happened episode one is now relevant here. Yeah. And every little bit matters. And I think that's the incredible part. Also, and the, this is a show to actually enjoy weekly, in my opinion, because oh, yeah. you kind of like go back and digest it, if that made sense. Yeah, I feel like if I were to binge this, I mean, it's fun, but so many mysteries are fun because you pace yourself and you're left pondering and wondering yes. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that would be lost on me if I were to binge it. And another benefit mm-hmm. of watching weekly is I always watch, you know, the opening and the ending sequence, and I kind of start to see if I can like galaxy brain some things being teased right in front of me and that I'm like what does this mean what does it symbolize is that the answer definitely but yeah that's a little tidbit of odd taxi hope that piqued your interest we're not going to talk too much about it because um the story is still ongoing at the time of recording the I believe eighth episode no Uh, that was only the seventh episode 
I kept seventh thinking, episode like, just came so out. much has mm-hmm. happened. I'm so excited. And I'm like, oh, that was only seven episodes. There's still I this know, many right? left. So <laughs> there's still quite a bit. So we'll definitely devote a podcast episode when we have James because he's a big fan of the show. And he literally just watched the latest episode on the train as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll save for that at another time. But speaking of other shows that are airing, uh, Castlevania Season 4 just came out on Netflix. And Nick had an awesome time uh, interviewing some lovely folks at... Uh, Federator? Yeah, it, right. well, it was a studio combination. powerhouse, right? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really a studio powerhouse, so we got the opportunity to talk with um, some of the executive producers, including uh, Kevin Cold, who uh, worked. Yes. I think he was mostly associated with Frederator. Um, yeah, I believe so. And right. then uh, the brothers, Adam, or Sam and Adam Dietz. Um, and so I had two separate interviews there. We can send a link um, to some of the questions that went down and that was a great time. And we talked about a lot about some of the season four, um, as well as one part we talked with, when we talked with Kevin, um, one of the things that brought up was some of the popularity of some of the characters. And that gave me an opportunity to, uh, talk about some of the anime trending poll results from the Castlevania Uh, result. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, one of the things Kevin talked about specifically was like how um, the characters like Lenore and Carmilla have such a like divisive uh, fan base for some of them. Like some people really hate one or the other. And according to Anatrends, Lenore was number four on our list uh, from the viewers. Yes. So the top three were the main trio with uh, Trevor and uh, Sypha and... Uh, Alucard, not in that same order. I think mm-hmm. Alucard was number one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Carmilla was number nine, and so I had the pleasure of Ooh. telling him, "Oh, uh, just letting you know, that's definitely true with our fan base because I think our fan base definitely prefers Lenore over Carmilla." Carmilla. <laughs> I mean, what what this is at its purest is a waifu war. It's like which team are you? Oh, yeah, hundred percent is. Yeah, purest waifu. Alucard is best waifu, obviously. Uh, I think that's the incredible part. I'm really wondering if we should, I, I, I want. I hope we can revisit Castlevania again because season four is now done, and a lot of these characters have been fleshed out to mm-hmm. to to an extent. And I haven't finished watching. I know a lot of people have said the ending was absolutely spectacular and just yeah, it, it it's a pretty crazy ending. Like both in the oh, thank you, the yeah, climax, uh, which I think is like the ninth of the ten episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And but then like the ending is in you know the resolution of the story is also kind of has like a wow, a couple wow moments. Oh, definitely. Yep. And that's what I'm curious to see if it affects the rankings. Um, if you haven't seen the full rankings, they are available on the Netflix Anime YouTube channel as well as our website. Click on the top Netflix anime, you should see the Castlevania results there. Uh, you can see the lovely Gigguk and the Anime Man give a full reveal countdown. And have a bit of fun with Castlevania. And yeah, the interview is very awesome. We have both interviews now available on the Anime Trading News site. And I think one of the funny tidbits is as we're tra- transcribing it, um, Sam and An- Samuel and Adam <laughs> Dietz were talking about how they were doing a particular animation. And we thought, I thought they said crab based sequence. <laughs> and we realized that it meant crowd based sequence because in crowds there are a lot of characters and drawing the intricate details is quite difficult especially in anime when we see large crowds often there's no face or their face is a little bit distorted and a little bit goofy sometimes 
So when we saw him talk about it, I was like, oh yeah, it's relatable. But for for quite a while, we thought he said crab-based sequence. But, but the, the, the plot <laughs> thickens. <laughs> but the, the plot thickens if you watch part of season four. Lo and behold, uh, there might be some crabs that show up. We'll leave it at that without too many spoilers we, if you haven't we seen Castlevania. We were really doubting ourselves. Like, were they talking about crowds or actually about crabs? Crabs, yeah, exactly. That, there's not just one crab. It's crabs with an S. So there's it's a yes. crowd-based, crab-based sequence. <laughs> exactly. There was just so much of it, which is wild. Um, was important to- but yeah, definitely do check it out. It's, it's, really, it's really fun to talk to... Um, and listen to some animators, especially uh, a lot of them are aware of anime. I know, um, I believe it was Adam that kind of referenced how Castlevania became just so well-received thanks to all these overarching groups of fans like Castlevania fans, Dark Fantasy fans, anime fans as well mm, too, yeah. uh, fans of the video game. So it's really cool to see and hear from people who definitely are influenced by anime um, or have seen anime too and now make something based off a Japanese game, right? Castlevania was originally a Japanese game, right? From uh, Konami, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. So that might mean they might... No, they're not. They're going to turn it into another pachinko machine. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go into Konami <laughs> parts because I'm like, yeah, they're going to do something to like commemorate this, right? Right? But I'm not. I'm not going to go down that road. Konami fans, I'm sorry. That's suffering. Um, it is. <laughs> I think one thing I remember when the original anime came out for season one. I mean, I feel like the buzz was so big that like I didn't. I didn't expect to see so much of it. Like at the beginning, I think it was once like. We had gotten wind of it at like Anime Expo or something that year it came out. It just oh yeah 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 so, yeah that's yeah, it's wild to see how far it's come and it makes me really excited too because it kind of opens the door a bit um, because in a way the art style is very heavily anime influenced too right like it could be passed off as in anime but yet this studio is based out in austin and a lot of production primarily were in the united states so it definitely makes me wonder you know the the boundaries are unlimited uh, powerhouse is doing uh, oh, he-man, he-man. Yeah. Masters of yes the they're doing he-man um which is i think is incredible and uh, what else started doing was it anime really no i don't think it was anime really oh, oh um um skull island which is based on um king kong so Uh taking that king kong concept which is part of that monster universe right legendary monster universe and godzilla is is very big in japan too um so just to see them take their stab at skull island which i believe it has been announced and i should be on netflix if i recall so i'm really curious to see how they you know how they approach that because there's so many godzilla anime coming out (laughs) speaking of which literally today um godzilla singularity point which is a production by Bones. Uh, yes, the same Bones behind Academia, Mob Psycho, Noragami, and a bunch of really awesome anime. And Studio Orange, which worked on B-Star, Land of the Lustrous, and a ton of uh, uh, 3D animation in, in a lot of animes that you might um, might not notice, but they've worked on as well too. That's going to be coming out, I believe, end of June. I need to double check right now because I saw them make the tweet. One second. Uh, yes, yeah, June 24th, so that'll be available worldwide. So we get that Godzilla. And then you also have Pacific Rim, which is a, not quite Godzilla, but still like 
Kaiju, which was a production yeah, by right. um, Polygon Pictures. And that one's definitely way more Western influence because I believe um, Legendary was quite involved with that. Legendary Television was involved, but the animation was still done in um in japan by Poly- primarily in, in japan by polygon pictures so very exciting to see because i thought you know like godzilla's been around for a long time like that's the foundation behind toho which a lot of you may have be familiar is, is a very big japanese film production distribution company i mean that's where their founding one is godzilla but now they're heavy-handed in a ton of anime you might see their logo in front of my academia for instance or haiku they're, they're very involved with that um Heck, I think I think they even distributed uh, your name as well too. I, a lot I of Kai's film, the, right? Don't they have the right? Pokemon mm-hmm. movies? Oh yeah, the Pokemon movies too. I forgot to forget that. Yeah, Pokemon movies. Dragon Ball. Um, Penguin Highway, Nisekoi, um, Mirai. Also, that anime. Um, they do a lot of live action as well too. I believe so. Yeah, uh, tons and tons of involvement in terms of anime. So it's very interesting to see a newer take on that so that's what there's i'm excited about there's a lot of too. money getting thrown us in the, the production from that and then like we even ha- we haven't even talked about like that other end where it's um where ano is doing all of his shin series with the shin common writer coming out oh yeah duh yep it, um they did the um i think he did some of the the godzilla yeah, stuff did, that was on netflix shin too godzilla. right i don't know if that's on if that's on netflix itself or the i don't think he had involvement in i guess the animated uh netflix godzilla productions but i know that there's even more like live action non-animated uh yeah Yeah. it's a good time to be a sentai fan and i I was about to say like i saw some tweet going around like it's a great time to be a sentai or a common writer or kaiju or tokusatsu yeah whatever you want to call it it's a great time to be that fan because that's going there. You got even, what is it, the new Gridman Dynasty yeah, yeah, line I came was, out. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was going to ask if I can use this as the diving <laughs> boards to Please. jump off of. But my, last, my last one, I'll, I'll, I'm going to let you finish. But the other good news <laughs> is that Samurai Flamenco will be leaving Crunchyroll, which is the best news you could get as a Sentai fan. <laughs> <laughs> is it actually uh, it's, it's got, a, it's got an end date sometime um yeah I, it's there's uh, a couple of those shows um there's a batch i forget which other ones including like durara and like oh, some other yeah. ones I forget which, which company uh-huh. oversees it all <laughs> uh aniplex i believe so I, I i fail to connect the dots here why is this good news <laughs> guillotine gorilla excuse me Okay, have you ever you have you ever watched Semi Flamenco? Semi Flamenco. I'll yeah. give you like I, twenty not. seconds. It's great, but it's one of the worst it's... shows I've ever seen in my life. It's oh. like got some of the really fun parts of like being a Sentai like character where this this guy's yeah. like a rich kid who mm-hmm. just wants to be like a Power Ranger is like his whole life story. Pretty much. And so he goes around mm-hmm. trying to beat up like low level thugs to try to do this, and this detective is like, "Bro, you're gonna get yourself killed. This is this is dumb." And so the show does this for about like 10-ish episodes where he's just fighting like kind of just low-level street criminals until we get to Guillotine Gorilla, who's an actual person mutated into a gorilla with a guillotine and people get straight up murdered. And at that point, the show escalates into actual superpowers. (laughs) Yes, there's superpowers and it's so good. It sounds... 
eerily similar to the plot of the movie Kick-Ass, which I remember enjoying at some point. Yeah, like, it's, it, it <laughs> is enjoyable, but it's also terrible at the same time. Like, I don't know how to describe <laughs> it other than, like, there's a... Like, honestly, the, sh- the, the way how I describe it is that it invented the term guillotine gorilla, which is when a show turns so hard it just becomes a new genre entirely for like the rest of the show <laughs> it's, it's a good expression because it's alliterative yeah exactly it's, it's... <laughs> mm-hmm. wow it's really wild uh so go go check that out you don't have much time left i learned something today and i i did a favor to i'm sure some listeners out there who are like i don't get it by having this explained and now it's time to go watch Samurai uh, Flamenco. But first, <laughs> but but first, I want to talk about Dino which nobody else here is watching. In fact, I don't think either of you have finished Gridman. No, I'm on episode three of Dino Xeon. Oh, okay, that's good. And sorry, Dino Xenon. There we go. Yeah, I've heard that pronounced a million different ways. It's it's pretty fun to test. And anyway, <laughs> it really is. Um. For a long time, I was saying, like, yeah, it's basically its own standalone thing. Uh, you don't need to, like, worry about Gridman. And that is still true, but the end of episode six threw me for a loop. And, oh. like, dropped a, like, tease of a cliffhanger that had me like, what? 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 Like, is, you know, are things connected? And... Like, Gridman already has a track record of being like, yeah, by the way, this is canonically shares the universe with Luluko. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, because Trigger. Yep, yeah. because Trigger's working on it. And yep. mm-hmm. having watched episode seven now and kind of the resolution or the reveal of that cliffhanger, I'm like, okay. it um, It's like a nice nod to the audience if you've watched Gridman. Again, I don't think it's necessary. It's still a standalone show, but... If for any reason you watched and enjoyed Gridman and haven't started Dinah's In on yet, like, definitely get on that. I've been enjoying just for its crazy action shenanigans. I remember a lot of fans online were kind of losing their mind that it was a 6.9 on my anime list. I... And it was quite interesting to see uh, some of the reactions in terms of on the the net side. Yeah, it's crazy. Even, like, the other and one... That's, the... And that's the thing. You... And looking at the rating, like, it's not that bad. Like, a lot of people rate it, uh, obviously, overwhelmingly a 7 and 8, but because you have strong lows on the 6, like, a lot of people, it's quite lower than normal. What is sure. the reason people are citing for that? Because the animation sticks out pretty well, like, um, like See, the problem plus, is you're, you're, you're asking for a reason. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Is yeah. Because <laughs> there's, is, is there, like, nothing to start, like, a waifu war like we had in... Gridman? Because, like, that was definitely there, there one is, of the most popular parts of the whole show. There is less I mean, of that. Um, that's true. There is a lot less of that. I, because in well, Gridman, you had Akane and yeah, Lika, Akane right? and Lika, yeah. Which, yeah. And um, in, in Dinazenon, in, like, the main crew, there's only um, one girl. And in the villain squad, there's also Mujina, who I'm a fan of. But she's not mm-hmm. as, like, prominent as Akane was in Gridman. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I do know a, well, a lot of people just, as a rule, do not care for kaiju togusatsu stuff. And 
In addition to that, there's a lot of people that just, as a rule, can't stand anything that looks even remotely 3D. Fair enough. Yeah, there's quite a bit of 3D stuff, so, so that does yeah, happen. I, I think, unfortunately, some people kind of, rather than seeing, rather than finding what is good and worth staying for, they just kind of see, like, a disqualifier and give up on the show as a whole, write it off. But even if you don't care about the big, you know, robots, monsters fighting or whatever, like, just the character, like, stories and yeah i mean the characters and story alone are worth watching even like the fighting is never like doesn't take up most of the episode time i don't think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's quite a bit of character story development so i think that's one of the things that caught my eye too is it's not your traditional characters too like you watch first episode and you're like wow this girl's kind of a jerk just leaving our protagonist out to dry and she enjoys just being that person <laughs> <laughs> what i love about both gridman and dinosaur is the way they uh direct some of the dialogue it's actually kind of like ah, on mm-hmm. taxi where at times a little bit yeah surprisingly like snappy and quick but you yep. can have mm-hmm. a really realistic feel to it which mm-hmm. i mean when you're watching something in a foreign language isn't always as apparent but yeah Good stuff. Go watch Dinosaur as Medi would like to endorse. <laughs> it's so weird now that I'm finally at that point where I can kind of scroll through the Mal list to see like what the scores are kind of being across the board. Like I think another one sticks out. I think Mars Red is like another one right now at six point eight, which I'm oh, so yeah. surprised, but also not surprised at this score. I'm like I'm, I feel... I'm not at all surprised because like I. I half jokingly said Odd Taxi was like, oh, too cultured, too big brain for, you know, the average person. I think Mars Red, like, absolutely, it's just not easily digestible. Yeah, like, Odd Taxi is a 7.8. That's like a high 8. That's not even at that, like, 7 tier. So, like, like, Mars Red is like a full point below at that point. And I remember watching the first couple episodes being like, wow, this was really visually stimulating. I was really intrigued by the choices and the backgrounds and like the actual visuals at play. I just didn't get what I watched half of the time. And yeah. like, I think that that's like, that is like the pitfall where if no one can like cleanly understand what the heck was going on, then like too big brain and it just gets written off like that. And, and I don't know. Is like, that, is that fair for this show? Or... Well, yeah, that, that's the thing. I've still only watched the first episode myself, and it's on my list that, like, I really ought to watch more of it. But I, I will say up front, like, it's kind of daunting. If I want to sit down and watch it, it's like, okay, I need to give this my attention and, like, think real hard. <laughs> um, Gracie's watching this, right? We'll definitely be able to oh, yeah. hear her yeah. thoughts soon. So it, it, It's such a fine line to, to ride with things that are, like... And you have to be very honest to yourself as a viewer. Like, if you're watching something, you're not really mm-hmm. enjoying it. You're like, does this, like, am I not clicking with this because it doesn't make sense? Like, because it's bad? Or do I just not get it, but I can still appreciate that there's something to right. it? Like, I, I, I right. will be, there are a lot of classic, like, critically acclaimed anime, like, 
uh, Serial Experiments Lane comes to mind. Where, yeah. To be, mm-hmm. to be fair, I yep. only watched mm-hmm. it in a group setting, <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't very immersed. But another one that comes to mind is like, um, also yeah, like a group or a club setting. I watched like the first three or so episodes of Mushishi, and I'm like. I kind of see uh, what's Mushishi, going yeah. on, but, like, it's not for me. Like, I respect it. Right. I think objectively mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. probably about as good as people say, but, like, it's not for me. Um, but th- then there are shows where they don't make sense, and you can either write it off a little too easily when there's more to it that you're not willing to see, or yeah. it just doesn't make sense and is actually bad, but you're convincing yourself that you like it and that it's smart. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's easier to fall into that category because it's like, if I don't also get it, maybe I don't understand, like, was this actually good or not? Like, but I think right. one thing that kind of sticks out to me is, like, a show that is, like, not good but is so pretentious that it thinks it's, like, the smartest show ever. And the two that, like, stick out to me from recent years was Perfect Insider and um that Perfect the bone show which i've said multiple times like i hate oh, the show so oh, much the beautiful bones i hate beautiful bones because it's just like the show constantly oh, is saying my... this is the smartest show you're gonna be watching today <laughs> trust yeah. me and i'm like a beautiful bones no, sakurako's investigation yeah yep. it's it's that not show, yep. and it's just why um so i guess going going back to like maybe the um what i wanted to say was like with Mars Red is like the fact that it's like a lot of the plot is based on a bunch of stage plays that the viewer may or may not actually Correct. know. Like, so yeah. I feel like there's almost like, is there a barrier to like entry just to understand what you're watching? Well, and... I was talking about this exactly with, um, I might have been talking about it with Gracie for some reason or another, but it, it's like the difference between good and bad is like, does more knowledge make something better to you like you get more or does it make it right. worse because right. it's like worse by comparison <laughs> it's, it's and the kind of tangent too is like the anime to your eternity i didn't know what i was getting into i knew it was by a signed voice author but then watching you're like holy shoot but if you've already read the manga and know what to anticipate i wonder like how much that that affects experience obviously it's one thing to read it through you know book form and have that suspense and how they you know, present the story and to eternity is, is quite a bit of a <laughs> a roller coaster. But then to see an animated form, like how much of that, you know, affects affects it for you, right? Did the animation did such a good job that it still moves you? Or because you've already read the manga, like does that affect you in a bit if that makes yeah, sense? Yeah, I, I think for to your eternity, I think what it does well is like even if you know what was coming, like for the first couple episodes, like especially in episode one, like in particular, I think we've oh, talked yeah. about it before, but <laughs> it's like yep, we've you talked, could yeah. know what was happening. You could have already experienced it through the manga, and I feel like the anime adaptation still like hits hard, Probably, yeah. if not harder than the original harder <laughs> material, which is why I, I honestly think to your eternity is probably like the probably the best adaptation this season overall um and that's kind of what i it's a big argument in favor of like spoilers not ruining things is really good content it's about the journey not the destination you know Mm -hmm. there's exceptions where like there's the thrill of a mystery like if somebody spoiled everything about Odd Taxi from the future, I would be pretty upset. But I also know when I am done with it, 
I might enjoy rewatching it because I get to like recontextualize everything. You miss some of the small things, yeah. Like watch back, I'm like, oh, I noticed this and that. Yeah, it's overall a lot of a lot of really good shows, man. I'm looking through the list as well too. This season feels strong, but also it's like it depends on what your cup of tea is too as well. It really does. That's that's what I'm noticing with the the shows that I have decided to stick with or drop or just not even start. It's like I know that a ton of them are good, but what I have been keeping up with is like has some specific allure to me. Or just, you mm-hmm. know, prior investment. You, you can never beat the sunk cost. Like, I already Ballast, follow and yep. know this franchise. <laughs> it's a sequel or yada yada. Yep. A funny case, too, when you mentioned that. Like, for me, I'm watching Super Cub with the friend with the same group of friends that's watching Odd Taxi. And we're also watching I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Maxed Out My Level. Mm-hmm. And both shows, if you watch on your own, like, it's okay. It's calm. It's slice of life. No big deal. Um, but then when you watch in a group setting, it's it's very, very enjoy- enjoyable. Like we'd all press play and boom, we watch it. And then so we get to see the things that happen. And with Super Cub, for instance, there's very little dialogue. It's very focused on the character, which is uh, Koguma, who's just a second year high schooler. And she eventually gets inspired to buy a cub for some reason, which is a type of motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's it's Honda Super Cub. Like, there's Honda sponsorship plastered everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's like Tiger and Bunny. Which I think is really Honda funny. Exactly, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but even then, it's like, oh, what made it more enjoyable is we have, we have some people who are actual, like, motorcycle fans, and they do rides. So it's really fun to watch that show and, and enjoy it. And then with slime too, it's like it's it's comfy, it's pure comfy, like pure comfiness. You think something dramatic happens, but no, it's all resolving and just pure enjoyment. So you may not enjoy it on your own, or if you're this is not what you're expecting, but it's those kind of shows that I've noticed that are also out this year, uh, this season, which could be a good thing too, because even if it's something that you, is not your cup of tea, you might find something that you might you might like. Yeah, I mean, watching anime, it's or watching any type of media is it's a very social experience that's literally why we're here (laughs) you know recording talking about it and telling you (laughs) if you're listening to a podcast about media you consume instead of just consuming that media itself then chances are you feel the same way Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm that's what i can mention beginning which is why we're excited to do a twitter space spaces excuse me apparently there's an s in that um it'll be a much more interactive way that we get to enjoy and who knows we're hoping to be able to record it i know twitter has hinted at allowing you to record in the future so that could be something we can do and i think that's going to be a very fun experience um i mean we've had a lot of fun with it we've done two Mm -hmm. like random um just in the moment twitter spaces to just have fun so um and we've talked about odd taxi during the during that session and we've talked about some anime news as well too so i'm very excited to see that and i'm I know we're going to be starting like halfway through the season, but I'm most excited to when summer comes that we can finally like pick a show and be like, yeah. all right, everyone go watch a show. We're going to, we're going to meet and have fun. And part of me is leaning toward speaking of which part of me is leaning towards, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. There's an anime that was recently announced called the case study of Vanitas, mm-hmm. which is apparently written by the same author as Pandora hearts. And it takes place in, like, 19th century Paris, and it deals with, like, vampire and steampunk themes. Mm. So I'm really, really excited for that um, that show. And it looks really good, too. Well, I'm not surprised. It's by Bones. <laughs> animation Bones. Studio Bones always impresses me with their animation style and adaptation. Um, 
especially when they just finished Escape Infinity, which came out last season. And right now they're doing both My Academia Season 5 and Godzilla Singularity Points. So I'm really excited to see how they do that show. Um, but yeah, like there's some good shows coming out next season as well, too. And I'm looking forward to just being able to talk with people. Because this is one I think might fall under radar because a lot of people are looking at... You have Slime coming back, uh, Season 2, Part 2. You have um, My Next Life as a Villainous, which I think we should probably do because of the Oh, is that really history. coming? That's right. That's, yeah, season two, yeah, it's coming out in July. Uh, My Next Life as a Villainous. Um, all routes lead to doom, so Katarina could make history again with her couple of shipples. Um, even more, uh, fans who miss, miss Kobayashi Maid Dragon, season two, that's coming out. And those who enjoyed um, Irregular at Magic High School, there's a spinoff series called The Honor Student at Magic High School, which I believe follows um, Miyuki Shiba, which is the sister, as well as her crew. So they're doing anime adaptation of that. That's coming out um, as well. And those who enjoyed Mushoku Tensei, that's coming out too. Um, I, I just... What else I'm, is I'm, there? I'm looking... Higurashi's coming back too, right? Yes, Nick, I believe Higurashi, Higurashi right? <laughs> is coming in the summer. <laughs> Just like mm-hmm. before, you know how when Mehdi said, oh, watch Dinozeon, it's it's totally fine on its own. I made that mistake and I told James to watch Higurashi go with Higurashi. Being like, oh, it's totally, a, it's totally a reboot. We could totally go into this without any spoilers. And, and it's a like, complete wait. continuation. Wait a minute. Hold on. Gotta, gotta slow back. Oh, but yeah. I know we're still over a month and a week out till... The next season starts, but I'm already getting excited. I'm enjoying this season. I, don't get me wrong, but it's always nice to look what's up ahead. Another show that I'm personally excited for is called Aquatope of White Sand. It's by PA Works, and it's the same director uh, and studio behind um, Na- Nagi no Sukara, or also mm-hmm. known as... Um, Alola in the Sea, I think. Alola by the Sea, yeah. That's correct. I love that show. I really enjoyed it. And it was just beautiful. Um, good music as well, too. So I'm curious to see how they handle that. Oh, Lola was produced by PA Works? Because I always see it, like, passing yeah. through my mm-hmm. Netflix recommendations, but never clicked on it, because I was like, I never had heard anything about it when it was... Yep, it's PA Works, so do check it okay. out. I've heard mixed mm-hmm. things about it. I had one friend in particular who watched it and mm-hmm. said it was good recommendation, like... <laughs> but then kind of, like, it wasn't ever exactly the top recommendation, so I never bothered to watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I heard some less than stellar reviews. I don't know. Okay, so... It's twofold, it. It's twofolded. You, um, I don't want to get too much into that. Show. <laughs> There's also the thing. The story, the story changes quite a bit halfway through, which is why it definitely erred some people. And also, obviously, there's a lot of female protagonists involved. So obviously, best girl is not. It does things don't always pan out the way they are. Um, long story short, it, it deals with the story of like humans. That, the story is that humans used to live in a sea. So you have people who have been given like godlike protection that can breathe underwater but unfortunately there's not enough of them so their school gets shut down so they have to attend school on the surface and mingle with people on the surface so you know there's a little bit of stigma there's a bit of that drama um and then something dramatic happens halfway through that really really messes up the story in terms of like where you expect it to go it becomes less of a slice of life uh fantasy uh drama show into more a little bit fantasy definitely heavy on the drama side um then again it's been quite a while so I have to rewatch it before I can remember. And the because it's the same director and I think the same scriptwriter with this other Aquatope show, which we don't know too much about, other than I think a girl works in an aquarium. <laughs> um, that's all we know. <laughs> I'm I'm interested. 
I, yeah, that's honestly, what I'm interested I, I love to, the yeah. like niche working slice of life things, and when it's has mm-hmm. to do with animals or pets or anything in particular, I'm like, I'm in. There you go. Yeah, it's promising for me um, because I do focus in a lot on the script writers because usually they they do quite of important work in terms of the story flow. The script writer working on this PA work show also did the script writing for um, Chihai for season two and three. Um, Cells at work. Um, Orange, uh, Orange anime, Orange Mirai, as well as uh, Suki ga Kere, which is was one of our anime of the year shows as well too, which a lot of people really enjoyed because it took <clears throat> the slice of life genre in quite a different, very different way too. I'm looking at the list, but yeah, and um, I do see Kageki Shoujo is listed, not to be confused with shoujo kageki refuse starlight oh yes. but i see that title line, yes huh? I double take. The, I, the source material does predate uh starlight so it's not exactly you know rip off or anything and i imagine they will be it will be quite different in uh style or direction but the mm-hmm. subject matter is still hey here's theater high school takadazuka review mm-hmm. so i'm like all right I'm interested just by default. <laughs> I have to give it a chance. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's coming out too. So we will see how that goes. Not too much buzz in terms of us. The nice thing is when we get to share news, we get to see, I get to kind of see what people's thoughts and opinions are. Oh, yeah. Not too much buzz on that, but mm-hmm. who knows? Like We've been surprised before. Like, I remember, like <laughs> I'm looking at this list again. It has Wonder Egg priority, obviously, here, because the special yeah, edition no, comes yeah. out at the, the end of June. Edition. So we'll see. Is the that what they're calling the final episode? Being like, because yeah, it's gonna be part issues. Of the I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, production issues. Oh yeah, Shaman King. Uh, or did Shaman King already start? It's already started, but it's only available in Japan right ah, now. Um, Netflix will be streaming that's it. That's right. It's but since, mm-hmm. so but since we saw the news like, uh, that we announced earlier today, uh, well, was announced earlier today and, and mentioned earlier, Godzilla Singularity Point also started this season. Since that's coming out end of June, I imagine some of Shaman King should come out soon as well um that's gonna get a lot of episodes i believe there's like gonna be almost 52 episodes so i do hope netflix does break it up and we get like like 12 episode batches or something mm-hmm. on the Shaman movies King. and that one's a reboot looking at through the list of some of the movies that are coming out in japan we have i i know that there's Same movies yeah there's the um this is not going to hit the states for a while, but now there's the Fco Solomon movie is coming out. In, oh yeah, in July. that's going to take a while. But... It'll take a while to come out, but I yeah. know that one is going to be like the next big adaptation because people really want mm-hmm. the Fco animated series to get into the Lost Bell arcs. Um, yeah, so that's that. Just the I believe the second film. These are two films. One is one is um. God, the title is really long, but it's Fate Grand Order, the movie, Divine Realm of the Round Table, Camelot, Wandering Agaterum. Agaterum? A-G-A-T-E-R-A-M. Yeah, I, I'm not talking Agaterum. about the, the Camelot one, because the Camelot, they have the two parts, because that's like, they're, yeah. they're, they're adapting this in such a weird spot. So you have the first thing they adapted. Oh, was, you're right, they're doing the Solomon one. Yeah, so like. July, right, 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 right. Was right. it, the, the show came out before the first, um, before the first Camelot movie came out, because they did Babylon, right? They did Babylon, which is the arc right. immediately mm-hmm. after is... Babylon. They went to readapt Camelot one and split that into two movies, and now there's an mm-hmm. announcement they had for the Solomon, Solomon which is like yep. supposed to be end of 
part one of the fgo story um right that's correct so they're, they're kind of jumping around it, it's like they went empire strikes back new hope new hope part two and then return of the jedi <laughs> it's kind of yeah, like what bit, it yeah. feels like jumping around because they were like oh wow this is a lot of money let's just adapt the arcs that were good and ignored all of the terrible arcs and speaking of which is uh ilio prisma is also uh is getting another anime oh, nice. too later this year as well. So <laughs> there's a the lot. One, I think, there's that a stuck lot. Out to me was that the new Mamoru Hosada movie is going to be coming out in Japan. Oh yeah, uh, Bell. Bell. I believe it's is a Bell. Yeah. yeah. So it almost looks like they're going to mix Beauty and the Beast, but then somehow, based on this poster, it will become the Digimon movie again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean. If he does it, I think that's okay for me. I enjoy the game. <laughs> you just, it'll be 30 times. You're just like, all right, this is your... All right, this is where we're going. Um, yeah. Heck, if it if it's good... I mean, it's not like... I don't think he overmilks it too much. Like, it's good. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy his, uh, some of his work. Like, I really liked um, Wolf Children. Um, mm-hmm. And Girl, Girl Who Left Me Time, I think, was, like, one of the more... In- oh, yeah. Movies, I think, a good at the one, time. too. But... Um, yeah, I'm, like anything that the, the, the guy produces, like I'm always, it's always on my radar. So I'm looking forward to this whenever it hits the states. Same. Uh, there's a lot of movies now scheduled too. So you got that. You got, I think Seven Deadly Sins is getting another movie. Gintama has there's that movie. The the the, the, um, the 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 Starlight movie is coming out. Oh like, gosh, I have like Starlight no movie. time. <laughs> and then on top of that, I started Invincible this week. Which is not even oh, anime, but it's anime adjacent, <laughs> so it's close it, it's, enough. It's yep. technically as anime as Castlevania is. Yeah, but I love it, and it's <laughs> yeah. amazing, and I want to talk about it for like I've heard minute. really good things. <laughs> yeah. I first just saw the memes, and I have watched the um, very spoilery scene about uh, the, the very Oh, yeah. yes. The okay. Memes, yes. I haven't finished it. I'm like about four episodes in. It's a, They're pretty long format episodes, like 45 minutes each. Um and by this point, I've watched so many of these superhero deconstructions that I'm kind of like, oh, this is like Watchmen or The Boys and stuff. And I really love what this one does, I think, with its own identity. Um, the voice acting direction is great. The bits are hilarious. It combines so much humor in very subtle ways for me that I was just like, I'm laughing at these bits. And then there's also like kind of moments of like intense violence that I, I was personally not expecting. And I think even if you, again, go into it, knowing some spoilers about kind of the nature of the show, I think it does leave like a really shocking impression, regardless of whether or not you got spoiled on it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like mm-hmm. we just said, you know, it's, it's about the journey, not the, yeah. Uh, well, the main, yep. yeah. Cause this, the main protagonist is voiced by Steven Yuen and the other protagonist for Omni Man is voiced by the lovely uh, J.K. Simmons, which mm-hmm. is hilarious because he's also got the mustache. So it's like that he's done this whole <laughs> superhero full circle, being J. Jonah Jameson, and then, yeah, yeah. then being Tenzin from Legend of Korra. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't. Absolutely. Oh my god, I love the voices. I, of this. I, I recently saw him in what was that movie called? Palm Springs, I think, which mm-hmm. was a fun time. Just a live action thing, unrelated, but he was pretty hilarious in that. Yeah, so I, I... oh, they're, so they're releasing episodes every week. Okay, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that's right. It, wait, uh, so Invincible's not okay. done? It is. I think it, it, it's got to be done at this time. Like it's season. only like eight or nine, eight or nine episodes for the first season. 
But I think once, like, episode seven or, like, the episode came out, um, okay, yeah. they immediately it's, renewed it's, it for, like, two more seasons. Yeah, Because nice. it's, it's not, like... So it's, it's, it's done now? It's, yeah, it's done. Um, yeah, wait, it's been done since April 29th, so we're recording this podcast towards the Which end of May Which makes sense, because right the, the meme has been around a couple weeks at least couple weeks yeah but i feel like it's been it's increased in terms of memes because i think people are finally getting oh, exactly. to it that's now. that's like, the nature yeah. of yeah things like that yeah i thought it's well, really funny and yeah they're they renewed it for uh season two and three already if I'm not so mistaken, there's gonna be more they released like a few episodes at the start of the season and then one a week correct which was a really interesting correct. model a lot of people praised and that's okay that's you know, since this podcast has been all over the place, which is the intent of this show anyways, um, I didn't expect it to actually last this long uh, because we're talking about random things. I do want to definitely spend a podcast on that, but that's an interesting model that Amazon's doing, which is they'll release yeah. three episodes and then one a week, obviously. They did that with another show called um, The Boys Season 2, which was which received some flack from some fans as well too, but a lot of people enjoyed it because it allowed people to keep talking about the show and lo and behold, we see that that's evident with the Invincible, uh, which is I'm seeing these memes as straight up even w- within our team. We're like, can we make this meme in anime? Like, I don't think we quite can. <laughs> oh, I've seen. I'll it. leave it at that. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I, I, I think the, mo- the most on bit. the nose skin of that meme was um, somebody putting Endeavor from Hero Academia over Omni Man. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> um. That's really funny. But yes, but that's the thing. Like when you do a weekly, you get a lot of retention. And then you have Netflix, which is doing this model where they're releasing it in one batch, which I get, which is so allowed them to dub it into different language and subtitle it. And then you have Disney, which has intentionally been doing it weekly. And they are also doing anime, which I actually published um, a small little insert on the um, Anime Expo's uh, Project Anime where they asked about predictions. And I, my prediction right now is that I think Disney is going to get really involved in anime um, and they already they announced it uh, bef- uh, before I made the publication that they were doing like 10 quote unquote episodes or films. They didn't really specify it, but they said it was going to be anime and will be made from Japanese creators. What that means or what these episodes or th- series or whatever is going to be, we don't know yet. Um, it was during this like it was random because it's like this corporate. I, forget, I think she's like the VP or something. It was like we're we're making ten anime from the awesome creators from Japan. I'm like, what? <laughs> like where did this come from? So, um, and, but that's the thing. Disney's not foreign from Japan. Like they are heavily, heavily involved in Japanese production, um, in Japanese IPs. I.e., the most prominent one, Kingdom Hearts, and another one which is really popular in Japan called Twisted Wonder uh, Land. Literally called Disney Twisted Wonderland, which is a Japanese mobile game distributed between, funny enough, Aniplex, which we just talked about. Right. Um, and that game is doing really well right now because they took the villains, like the different villain groups, and made them into like Bishojo style boys <laughs> and stuff like that. Like you're into school or kind I of thing. I can hear the money yeah. from here. It's for, for, for one <laughs> it's, like, it's not quite an Otome game, but that's definitely the audience they were going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that we, whenever I we think... talked about, it, we always described it as like the Disney Otome game. Yeah, which like, is what a lot yeah. of people thought it was. But then, if I remember, I read some disappointed it, it, fans it, it, that it, it didn't oh, like, yeah. really like. Yeah, it's. I think it became a rhythm-ish game. I really, think. like adventure rhythm game. I have to double check. I don't quote me. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get yelled at on Twitter later. Um, well, but the big like appeal for this too was for the gameplay anyway. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> Joke. Um, 
the the big one with this is the character designer uh, for the mobile game is the author of Black Butler in the the manga Black Butler. That's Black why a lot Butler. of people were anticipating. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry ba- Black Butler. Excuse me. <laughs> Black Butler. There you go. Um, will it get released in English and worldwide? Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's we're approaching over a year since the game came out, and then eventually FGO came out. So who knows? Still thinking minus they have like um, a million IPs they could be doing that that we don't know if it's just going to be like a Marvel or Star Wars anime branch or if they already have animation like with their Bad Batch show for Star Wars or it could be like a completely different IP that maybe anime format would make it excel in like I don't know for some reason right. I keep thinking and- they're doing like some sort of Tron project and I don't know if that's just because that. Disney World is opening the Tron roller coaster, and they're probably like I don't know if they, like they, that means they have to do something to keep Tron relevant again in people's minds. But I don't recall. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll have to double check on that. I don't think there's anything animated per se for Tron, but they definitely could. That, do that's just my because... like crazy prediction that I don't expect it to be true. But I'm gonna say that I called it first if it. because they did tron legacy which was a manga for a few chapters if i recall so and it was by the guy who did um some stuff for gundam like the mechanical gundam stuff but don't quote me we'll have to double check on that (laughs) but who knows like i say i i really and i think we'll definitely reserve a podcast for that where we just talk about i think anime and globalization because anime is everywhere now. I mean, heck, even Amazon had anime when we're talking about Invincible, right? So Amazon's been very involved. Villain Saga, that's the best example to, to come to mind right now. The, the, the funny is thing on Amazon like how, only. Um, I guess how mainstream anime became is that Amazon gave mm-hmm. up on having a like separately named anime strike brand and just, you well, know, adopted double paywall, it into keep the, that in mind. Yeah, it was double paywall, but they also realized like, oh, it's okay to just put it on like a regular streaming platform because a lot of people will watch and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, but it is what it is. But yeah, uh, nonetheless, um, any final comments, gentlemen, before we wrap up this podcast? Jeez, on on what even? I, I, guess I don't know. I know, like, right? We've talked, talked so, so much, much today. Um... <laughs> Oh gosh, what's the next thing I'm gonna watch? I don't know. I've got to like catch my breath right now. <laughs> I know there's so much, there's so much, there's so much anime. I, it was funny to today. I think Mother's Basement released a um, oh we did episode a video on is there too yeah. much anime? And, and I haven't I, watched I it yet. Know but that, you know the short answer is yes. <laughs> At least yes. if you ask, <laughs> I haven't watched this video yet. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know, I maybe we Life have this conversation well. like every season about oh wow like for the last like th- two or three seasons in a row we're like wow this is the most stacked season I've ever seen but like this one I'm like actually no joke <laughs> <laughs> so again, this is what I've been saying for the past like several I, years not even just seasons what do I call it do I call it quality creep is it like because like there's a lot of really <laughs> good shows like next to each other which is why like some of these like six dot eight scores on mal i'm like is this just like kind of biased because like if let's say vivi which is like fantastic is that like your eight dot eight point five at this rank and then the other ones are like 
not as good, but still, like, in that same range of, like, this is extremely enjoyable to me, like... You, you could argue that an increase in quality has, like, increased people's standards, but it's also that just everything is to fight for your attention so much more, so <laughs> if you sat mm-hmm, down right. and watched, like, one or two really good shows this season and really spent your time appreciating them, you'd be like, wow, these are really good, but... There's so many to keep up with that even when something's really good, right. you're like, okay, I got to watch the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing, too. I think that's going to be the tough part with seasonal anime, especially on Mal as well, too. You may watch one episode, give it a rating, and move on. So oh, uh, it's yeah, a, absolutely. And many people don't quite actually finish. So yeah. how much of that rating is people who've finished as well? I know they've been working on the algorithm and trying to fix it to, to deal less with... Um, review bombing because i know there's been unfortunate instance of that but you do encounter the issue like how much is is you know one person who say they finish it versus one who hasn't so it's definitely a challenge i think for sure um it's it's not the default of mal too because the, the whole point of mouse is to track your list and ratings and see what other people think and then lo and behold you get you know you you get your rating and numbers but also um nowadays numbers is everything it's fans are fighting for attention so People would go through quite lengths to, you know, review their things and I mean, whatnot that's, that's as well. That's kind of the show we run here too with our charts. <laughs> Same thing as well. Yep, exactly. It's it's one it's, it's one metric out of many. You know, there's not going to be one that defines it all. But the hope is that it provides the way and guidance of like, oh look, you know, this anime was well received. Like for us, eighty six eighty six this week came out of nowhere. Oh, we've got to do chart check. Oh well, this is your quick ah. chart check at the end. <laughs> eighty six eighty six right it is number one this week, but. Fruits Basket took number one last week, and our top four have been quite consistent between Fruits Basket, Vivi, and Higehiro, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have this also in Shadow House, Shadow's House coming out of nowhere, now taking fifth. And the top ten has changed quite a bit. Uh, Mark Demia and Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro fell from the top ten. Zombieland Saga, Zombieland Saga. Yeah. Yep, Zombieland Saga entered, yep. And Saint's Magic Power is Omnipotent, also entered the top ten this week, so... But these are all like good shows in their own way. In the past, when we did our top tens, usually the top five, like those are the solid, like that's it. Right. And then the six to ten, ten were like okay shows. But everything on this list is really good in its own right, which is incredible. So, in a way, the top eleven to fifteen is also really strong too, because you have Moriarty to Patriot Part Two, which a lot of people have been enjoying. That's also there as well. Um, and it's it's an interesting situation. I think we'll definitely spend our time with podcasts and heck that could be one of the topics we do in twitter space in terms of like quality versus quantity kind of thing and or have people's standards gone up and i think that's the best part with twitter space is we'll get to hear people's opinions mm-hmm. as well yeah i'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. but yeah stay tuned again for more podcast episodes we really appreciate everyone's continued support um a lot of people have been really enjoying the uh, podcast stuff. I've been seeing some of the, a lot of viewers and listeners tuning in. So thank you if you're a new listener. Uh, as always, do follow us on Twitter at AnyTrends. Uh, we do also launch our AnyTrends podcast Twitter account known as AnyTrends Pod. Or you look up Anime Trending Podcast, you should be able to find us there for some updates in terms of new episodes. So don't, uh, so stay tuned to that. We'll definitely be interacting uh, more on Twitter as well. Uh, and giving you some of the scoops on what's happening here in anime trending and the broader anime industry. Nonetheless, thank you very all for your, uh, for your time as always. Stay tuned. We do have some very exciting industry stuff coming up. I, I literally got some emails just now. <laughs> I have to go address after this podcast. But stay tuned. We got some awesome stuff coming up. Casual flex. But yeah, without further ado, I am Quok. 
Who am I? Hello? Who are, who are you? Who are you guys? <laughs> who are you? Tell me in the comments below. Who am I? Mm-hmm. And I'm Nico. And it comes send you. <laughs> Thank you, Nico. <laughs> Alrighty, catch y'all later. Bye. Bye.